0: Today on Commuter Bible, the Lord will show mercy to whom he will show mercy, and he will have compassion on whom he will have compassion. It's Romans chapters 9 through 12 and Proverbs 23. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. When we consider that God hardens hearts, our minds may try to conceive of a defense for God or fight against the idea that the Lord would direct our steps in such a way. Paul recognizes this instinct and asks, is there injustice with God? Absolutely not. If we have earned or merited anything in this life, scripture says that our proper wages are only sin and death. We praise God that He has mercy on anyone, for what we deserve is hell and separation from a holy God for rebelling against Him. The free gift, that which is entirely undeserved, is to be made right before God the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapters 9 through 12 I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies to me through the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the benefit of my brothers and sisters, my own flesh and blood. They are the Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the temple service. And the promises. The ancestors are theirs, and from them, by physical descent, came the Christ, who is God over all, praised forever. Amen. Now, it is not as though the Word of God has failed, because not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Neither is it the case that all of Abraham's children are his descendants. On the contrary, Your offspring will be traced through Isaac. That is, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but the children of the promise are considered to be the offspring. For this is the statement of the promise. At this time I will come and Sarah will have a son. And not only that, but Rebekah conceived children through one man, our father Isaac. Isaac. For though her sons had not been born yet, or done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose according to election might stand, not from works, but from the one who calls, she was told, The older will serve the younger. As it is written, I have loved Jacob, but I have hated Esau. What shall we say then? Is there injustice with God? Absolutely not. For he tells Moses, I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it does not depend on human will or effort, but on God who shows mercy. For the scripture tells Pharaoh, I raised you up for this reason, so that I may display my power in you and that my name may be proclaimed in the whole earth. So then, he has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy and he hardens whom he wants to harden. You will say to me, therefore, why then does he still find fault? For who resists his will? On the contrary, who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Will what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Or has the potter no right over the clay to make from the same lump one piece of pottery for honor and another for dishonor? And what if God wanting to display his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience objects of wrath prepared for destruction? And what if he did this to make known the riches of his glory on objects of mercy that he prepared beforehand for glory? On us, the ones he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. As it also says in Hosea, I will call not my people, my people. And she who is unloved, beloved. And it will be in the place where they were told, You are not my people. There they will be called sons of the living God. But Isaiah cries out concerning Israel. Though the number of Israelites is like the sand of the sea, only the remnant will be saved, since the Lord will execute His justice completely and decisively on the earth. And just as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have become like Sodom, and we would have been made like Gomorrah. What should we say then? Gentiles, who did not pursue righteousness, have obtained righteousness, namely, the righteousness that comes from faith. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not achieved the righteousness of the law. Why is that? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Look, I am putting a stone in Zion to stumble over and a rock to trip over and the one who believes on him will not be put to shame. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God concerning them is for their salvation. I can testify about them that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Since they are ignorant of the righteousness of God and attempted to establish their own righteousness, they have not submitted to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Since Moses writes about the righteousness that is from the law, the one who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith speaks like this. Do not say in your heart, Who will go up to heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or, Who will go down into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. On the contrary, what does it say? The message is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. This is the message of faith that we proclaim. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For the Scripture says, Everyone who believes on Him will not be put to shame, since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news! But not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, Who has believed our message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. But I ask Did they not hear? Yes, they did. Their voice has gone out to the whole earth, and their words to the ends of the world. But I ask Did Israel not understand? First, Moses said, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that lacks understanding. And Isaiah says boldly, I was found by those who were not looking for me. I revealed myself to those who were not asking for me. But to Israel, he says, All day long. I have held out my hands to a disobedient and defiant people. I ask then, has God rejected his people? Absolutely not. For I too am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Or don't you know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah? how he pleads with God against Israel. Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left, and they are trying to take my life. But what was God's answer to him? I have left 7,000 for myself who have not bowed down to Baal. In the same way, then, there is also at the present time a remnant chosen by grace. Now if by grace, then it is not by works. Otherwise, grace ceases to be grace. What then? Israel did not find what it was looking for, but the elect did find it. The rest were hardened, as it is written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that cannot see and ears that cannot hear to this day. And David says, Let their table become a snare and a trap, a pitfall and a retribution to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see and their backs be bent continually. I ask then, Have they stumbled so as to fall? Absolutely not. On the contrary, by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel jealous. Now, if their transgression brings riches for the world, and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fullness bring? Now I am talking to you Gentiles. Insofar as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If I might somehow make my own people jealous and save some of them. For if their rejection brings reconciliation to the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? Now, if the first fruits are holy, so is the whole batch. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Now, If some of the branches were broken off, and you, though a wild olive branch, were grafted in among them, and have come to share in the rich root of the cultivated olive tree, do not boast that you are better than those branches. But if you do boast, you do not sustain the root, but the root sustains you. Then you will say, Branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. True enough. They were broken off because of unbelief, but you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but beware, because if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Therefore, consider God's kindness and severity, severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness toward you, if you remain in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And even they, if they do not remain in unbelief, will be grafted in, because God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from your native wild olive tree and against nature were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you will not be conceited. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved, as it is written. The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness away from Jacob. And this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Regarding the gospel, they are enemies for your advantage. But regarding election, they are loved because of the patriarchs, since God's gracious gifts and calling are irrevocable. As you once disobeyed God, but now have received mercy through their disobedience, so they too have now disobeyed, resulting in mercy to you so that they also may now receive mercy. For God has imprisoned all in disobedience, so that he may have mercy on all. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God! How unsearchable his judgments and untraceable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? And who has ever given to God that he should be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a means of faith to each one. Now as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, in exhortation. Giving, with generosity. Leading, with diligence. Showing mercy, with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence in zeal. Be fervent in the Spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs. Pursue hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath, because it is written, Vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, Feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for in so doing you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. Proverbs chapter 23. When you sit down to dine with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you have a big appetite. Don't desire his choice food, for that food is deceptive. Don't wear yourself out to get rich, because you know better. Stop. As soon as your eyes fly to it, it disappears, for it makes wings for itself and flies like an eagle to the sky. Don't eat a stingy person's bread and don't desire his choice food, for it's like someone calculating inwardly. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit the little you've eaten and waste your pleasant words. Don't speak to a fool, for he will despise the insight of your words. Don't move an ancient boundary marker, And don't encroach on the fields of the fatherless. For their Redeemer is strong, and He will champion their cause against you. Apply yourself to discipline, and listen to words of knowledge. Don't withhold discipline from a youth. If you punish him with a rod, he will not die. Punish him with a rod, and you will rescue his life from Sheol. My son, if your heart is wise... My heart will indeed rejoice. My innermost being will celebrate when your lips say what is right. Don't let your heart in these sinners. Instead, always fear the Lord. For then you will have a future, and your hope will not be dashed. Listen, my son, and be wise. Keep your mind on the right course. Don't associate with those who drink too much wine or with those who gorge themselves on meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will become poor and grogginess will clothe them in rags. Listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother when she is old. Buy and do not sell truth, wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of a righteous son, Will rejoice greatly, and the one who fathers a wise son will delight in him. Let your father and mother have joy, and let her who gave birth to you rejoice. My son, give me your heart, and let your eyes observe my ways. For a prostitute is a deep pit, and a wayward woman is a narrow well. Indeed, she sets an ambush like a robber and increases the number of unfaithful people. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has conflicts? Who has complaints? Who has wounds for no reason? Who has red eyes? Those who linger over wine and those who go looking for mixed wine. Don't gaze at wine because it is red, because it gleams in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a snake and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things, and you will say absurd things. You'll be like someone sleeping out at sea or lying down on the top of a ship's mast. They struck me, but I feel no pain. They beat me, but... I didn't know it. When will I wake up? I'll look for another drink. I would love a favor from you, and it doesn't cost you a dime. It might cost you some time. I didn't think that would rhyme, actually. All right. Well, anyway, hey, if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, that would really help the show get boosted in searches and in other media. In all, we just want people to be able to find the show. If they're looking for something where they can get more scripture, we want people to see Commuter Bible. When you post a review, it tells something to the analytics of the search criteria and it helps people to find the show more readily. So do that for me. I would love your help in that. Thanks so much. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening. And remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night.